Agents of Damned is a podcast intended for adults, featuring mature content that includes, but is not limited to, cursing, swearing, vulgar language and themes, depictions of sexual themes and ideas, and potentially triggering depictions of depression, alcoholism, horror, and emotional and verbal abuse. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Agents of Damned, our Let's Play D&D podcast featuring myself, your sometimes benevolent, often malevolent dungeon master, Jordan Roman, also known as Hoshi. And as always, I am joined by my fellow players. Hi guys, I'm Katie and I play Safe. Hey everyone, I'm Christina and I'm still playing Shard. And I'm Drew McLean and bye... Bye bye, ain't no lie by the power of the Backstreet Boys. I play the good Dr. Arlo Agon. Why? Are, are we sponsored I, by the Backstreet Boys? Is that the joke? Or are we moving on to know. another Apparently. thing? I mean, we could be. I don't think we are. That'd be wild. <laughs> but I was also, Backstreet Boys whatever, get back to us. I, I'm done constraining myself to, to gods and concepts. I'm just going to say whatever I want. Now he's on boy bands. We would honestly be more likely to be sponsored by, like, the Scooby-Doo gang, considering that Freddie Prince Jr. is a professional D&D player, and Wait, is he? Matthew Lillard also loves D&D. Save it for the after show, but that's a really good fact. <laughs> Do you want to know who's also a professional D&D player? Not our guest, but they're here anyway. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm here to talk about our sponsor, which is Chain and Rope. Uh, they sell Chain and Ropes, which are being used on me in this basement that they haven't let me leave in four days. <laughs> My name's Bingo, and I'm playing Jasper. Bingo, <laughs> we talked about Oh, it's been longer than four days. Uh, chain and Rope does not include the keys. It feels like it would, but uh, those are sold separately. But, Drew, uh, she does not find it kinky. <laughs> Speaking of not feeling very kinky, how about you give us a flashback? <sighs> okay, see, now I, now, I feel, recap. Now, now I feel like you're implying my recaps are bad. <laughs> what? No. Anyway, what happened? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Last time, the agents entered the final door of the circus, the blue door depicting an acrobat. Upon entry, they found themselves in a mountainous range shrouded by storm clouds. Much to their surprise, the jinn of this area, Duram, was there to greet them. He said he had no interest in fighting an unwinnable battle and offered to answer any questions our heroes had in exchange for avoiding a fight. Through this Q&A, our heroes learned that the ringleader could grant a wish, but because he was freed, would likely be unwilling to do so. 
as they continue trying to learn how best to succeed in their mission to rescue Winterra. Saith learned that Varus was killed not as part of the curse, but for the ringleader's own sick amusement. With their questions answered, the agents navigated the tightrope maze before them. As they made their way along, a group of unicycling marionettes began to give chase. However, this threat was quickly and continuously well handled. With one final oil slick dash to the end of the maze, the agents cleared the final room, blocking them from the big top. Only one obstacle remains before them now. The ringleader himself. And thus we resume our tale. So you guys are once again in the center courtyard, the other doors are gone, and there is just the big top before you now. Uh, so I assume naturally you guys just immediately go in, uh, no other prep needs to be done, just gonna go ahead and barrel on through this, yeah? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, sweet, no, okay, so uh, you guys go in. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not how this is gonna play out. No, no. Definitely not. Definitely not. I think Shard is kind of like looking at Saith at this point, and I would assume most people probably are too, just because of the revelation after we were in that room that Saith was being watched this entire time is kind of creepy. So at least Shard is looking to see how, how Saith is reacting. She's not displaying any emotion at this current moment in time. I mean, like, her smile is just kind of her smile, her cursed smile that's always there. Otherwise, she just looks... I wouldn't say catatonic. She's not catatonic, but she's processing a lot. Uh, Arlo hugs safe. She just kind of pats his arm around her. You know, like, she's gonna pats it. She doesn't really give you much more than that. She's just gonna sit down and kind of breathe. Contemplate rest. You all are very close, it seems. That was an interesting turn for a djinn to give us that much information. I'm honestly not sure what to make of that whole thing. That was not what I expected of this. No, me either. Are we taking a moment before moving forward, or did you all want to press forward from here? We should probably take a quick rest before we press on. Shard just kind of like is looking to see what Jasper and Elema are saying, if they say anything. Elema's not really saying anything, but she just kind of nods. Jasper's gonna hold up a thumbs up and say, I'm very close to all of you. And stand. Maybe too close, Jasper, as Shard takes a step away <laughs> from Jasper's oil <laughs> Jasper has been slowly sliding closer to all of you as this was happening. <laughs> I love like, it. Inching Thank closer you. without moving his legs. Okay, well, a rest is probably best. Um, they're watching us, so it doesn't really matter how or if we discuss anything. Unless any of you know a way to go around discussing things out loud. Not exactly, but I do have a fun idea. And Elemit starts flipping off the air around you guys. 
Oh, that is a good idea. Poison, you should join in. Poison, like, Dino Claw starts flipping off the air also. <laughs> oh, Poison. Oh, Poison. The chart kind of sits near where Saith and Arlo are, and... She... is gonna look at both of them. And say... So... As... Autolo was around Titania during the trials. Many others who were close with their lords and ladies were also nearby or told of events from when the shepherd and some of the shepherd's friends were last in the Fey Wilds. So, this is how I knew and also can just tell you, Arlo, were blessed and touched by the Fae subsequently. But we were not told why, and she kind of eyes Saith, you were not. I would assume it would have had something to do with my patron at the time. Char just kind of raises an eyebrow. My current patron is currently the Raven Queen. I took her on relatively recently actually but before it was her my patron was Asmodeus why <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you can't just ask people that <laughs> You can't ask them why they worship their god. Don't patron shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so the <laughs> Fucking why, dude? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Sorry, that seems like a very bad decision. I that that was out of character for me, but also why? You all know me as Safe Everjoy. It's a name that I picked for myself as an adult. But my name is actually Youngblood. I don't know if any of you may have heard it before. No. Nope. How young? The name, it's been followed on for generations. Youngblood. It's the one name in the Tiefling community that continued to go unchanging for the family in that bloodline. Usually you change your last name as an adult when you know more about yourself. But that wouldn't have been the case with me. I'm directly tied to Asmodeus. I'm his blood and he is mine. Blood does not always determine who we become as adults and who we most relate to. Goodness knows, most of winter are found and not born. That's how most of our family was, at least. But you are no longer wanting to associate with him. I come from a place called uh, the Ethereal Shroud. It's it's more or less a cult based around bringing Asmodeus back. And when I was a kid, 
I found out that... I found out that I... Anyway, um... It's not relevant information. What is relevant is that in order to escape where I came from, I had to do a few terrible things. And with that, I was being repaid by Asmodeus. I hadn't even considered being a warlock. It wasn't until he appeared to me with the gifts I was owed due to my actions. And when I found that he was longing more to bring me back into what I was destined for than to repay me, I decided to choose a patron that I could actually work with. A lot of it was based around having to know if I was as closely tied to my bloodlines as I was worried about, but the answer to that is just simply no. I see. Well, you are definitely in the shade of a lonely tree. And by that I mean it seems like you have many people around you that support you. And you are not alone. No, I'm not. None of us are. I can't make any promises, but there's something I'd like to try, especially if Arlo is willing to stay nearby while I do this. What's happening? <laughs> <sighs> oh, Arlo. It may not work. There's a decent chance it won't. But if you have let go of this bond with him... I may be able to assist in passing along a blessing from the Queen of Air and Darkness herself. It won't be the same as what they had experienced before when all of the lords and ladies were present, but it might be something, if you would like me to try. I'll, uh, I'll take on all the extra help I can get. Okay. Uh, I have a way, DM, that I think I can box of doom this role. If you would like me to. Uh, well, first of all, explain what you're doing. Okay, so she's going to use her divine intervention to try and give Saith a blessing of the winter court. Uh, okay. Okay, so the way this works for the divine intervention is I have to roll an 11 or lower on the percentile die. So we'll see if this works. For everyone at home, because this is an audio format... Uh, Christina has turned on her video so that we can see what she is rolling, because apparently Faith is no longer relevant anymore. Look, I just thought it'd be fun for us if all of us got to see what happened. No, go ahead, go ahead. Right, I'm looking at it. Also, for the viewers at home, she's, she's like, flexing, and there's explosions. Nope, 23. That's a 23, Aww. so no. It's a 23. No. Man, I can't believe Christina, like, made that roll and then moved it to a 23 that we all saw. <laughs> she doesn't want us to have happiness in every It, it was a nat one, too. That was weird. Yeah, nat one. A shard is going to kind of, like... Is my presence, like, being there, like, acting as a help action or anything in any kind of a way? No, it's flavor. 
its flavor. Your just because earlier we said that she feels more connected to the Fey Wilds when you're nearby because of being touched by the Fey. Because I'm because I'm Fey touched. I'm Fey Fey all day day. Yeah, you're Fey Fey all day day. So Shard sits there and she's meditating and she shakes her head. She says, "What too far? I can't." That's okay. I'm, I might be able to try again in the morning. But for now, it's not something I can do. Yeah. We should all just get some rest. We've got a, a big a big day ahead. Jasper, you said you have some of those, those potions that you keep in the past, right? I think maybe we should do a toast before, before resting. If that's okay. It's a big battle. Jasper's gonna pass around his patented potions, and there's gonna be like a really sloppy, like sloppy uh, <laughs> label on it. It's gonna say Jasper's essence. Oh, why is it so oily? <laughs> Jasper, Jasper, did you make these? So to to us, everyone toast. Oh God! <laughs> the count of three. To us. To us. To us. To us all being together, which I'm sure will continue to happen in the future. To Intera. To Intera. To Intera. To Intera. Why does it taste like sriracha? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Why is it spicy? I mean, yes. I'm just confused. <laughs> you get used to it. Don't think about it, and just drink. Safe is pouring some, pouring some into pudding. Like a little, he's got like a little opening now. Like like he's making made made himself like a little false mouth, even though he doesn't even need it. And she just like pours a little bit in. All right, cool. Uh, let me see how much damage I need to roll for him. Oh, <laughs> no. yeah. Like Shard is like pushing poison away because poison's like trying to get some of the drink, and she's no. I don't know if this will hurt you. Your name might be poison, but this might poison you. It might poison you. <laughs> Look, <laughs> sometimes before a battle, you have to take risks. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes before you fight, you have to die, alright? It's just the- I don't make the rules. Exactly, I'm glad that you understand the winter way. <laughs> the winter God. way. Anyway, she can try this again in the morning. Do you guys have anything else you would like to do before calling it a night? I would like to juggle to distract the people that are watching us. Does anyone else have anything they would like to do before we call it a night? <laughs> God, I just imagine everyone on their like individual watches is like flipping off the air consistently. <laughs> I imagine Arlo like teaching Polly his little precious baby boy how to flip off. He's like, so you gotta take your, yeah, you take this claw, put it down, huh? and this claw, put it down. This oh. middle one, this one right in the middle, huh? yeah, hold that right up there, oh. and then you aggressively thrust your arms up and down oh. to show them that you don't give a fuck. Oh. Yeah, you don't give a fuck. Oh. Good job, Polly. T-pose to assert your dominance, Polly. He doesn't know what that means, but somehow does it. <laughs> Amazing. My god, he's so much more menacing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me roll a wisdom save for the djinn, see if he becomes afraid. <laughs> There's nothing I want more than for Polly to T-pose at it fucking powerful genie and nat 20 on it and then he just like collapses in the corner like stop please oh <laughs> I got some sour news for you my friend no <laughs>
Alright, so you guys take your rest. Safe. As you sleep, you begin, as always, to have your nightmare. It goes through as it always does. You wander into the circus. The smiles surround you. Varus volunteers. You go down. He dies. And then, as the ringleader looks at you with his grinning face as he always does. This time he says something different. This time he looks at you and says, You're wasting your time and his life. You can't stop me. I'm too powerful for you to stop You think just because you took down my minions that I'm afraid of you? You're the same as you were then, as you are now. A child. Afraid. And alone. Her smile's gonna grow. A little bit more... Enthusiastic. I didn't reveal... Who I was for them. I know you were listening. And just like your name tells me exactly what you are, I'm gonna flip you around and I'm gonna show you a whole new end. <laughs> I'm looking forward to see this performance of yours. And the dream ends. She wakes up in a cold ass sweat. <laughs> oh, a cold ass sweat? Gross. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. That's the worst She's kind. She's sleeping there, like, oh, God, your pants are moist. Did you pee your pants? <laughs> Is that ass sweat? <laughs> that ass sweat? Is that all ass sweat? Oh, God. Seth, are you okay? Oh yeah, just part of the curse. This Arlo from far in the background. They're my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> we told you not to sleep so close to Jasper. Jasper's on the other end of the courtyard. <laughs> we told you not to sleep so close to Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure they're nice and slick for you. So we'll be ready to go fast. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, why did I smell it? Why did you smell it? I don't know. It was instinct. It's so bad. Oh my goodness. <sighs> we don't need to do a whole other scene for the second divine intervention. If you guys want to just go ahead and try that again, you are free to. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole extra scene. I was just going to say she might like try to braid Saith's hair if Saith will let her, like Viking braids, but. I... Braid her. I mean. Hair. Braid her. Okay. Better say fucking braid yes. That's awesome. Hair. Braid her hair. Yeah, why not? Okay. Before a big battle, it's very common within the Winter Course that we do a certain hairstyle. And Shard's, like, already kind of, like, done this to the hair that she has that she usually keeps in a bun. And so she has, like, the Viking braids. And she's like, would you like me to do the same for you while I try this again? I'm not gonna say no. Why not? Yes! You have such <laughs> nice hair. 
<laughs> that is actually adorable. Oh What'd my god. Get? What'd you get? What? I can't see. 19. Oh, oh motherfucker. No. God, you no. got close both times. Close. Fucking oh my god. We needed an 11 or lower. I, I Damn, mean, do you think okay. we can have a few more days? No, I don't think any of us want to try that again. No. No, that's okay. Just Austin got there. Just got poopied on. As you do that and unfortunately find your prayers unanswered, Elema actually comes up to you and says, Hey, do you mind uh, doing mine too while we're at it? Yeah, of course. And as you are braiding, er, yeah, as you're braiding her hair, she says kind of quietly so that really only you can hear it. So is that like a mantra on your head? Blood, loss, conquer? <laughs> well, I was curious if any of you would be able to read it. And she responds back in Sylvan. Yeah, that, that was also said in Sylvan, just to... Like, honestly, I couldn't before. I don't know, something about coming back, I guess. Unlocked something new in me. Interesting. Hoping you're feeling more the blood and the conquer than the loss right now. Loss is a part of life, and it helps lead us through what we need, but absolutely, Winter's Way is full of conquering and blood. Good. Let's paint that genie red. I have no idea what you guys are saying, but, like, I don't know if you notice that your words are now, like, like, they have reverb to them, and it's weird. <laughs> you really ought to learn the language of those who have touched you, Arlo. It's absolutely disrespectful. Um, phrasing. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. It hasn't done us, like, a whole lot of good so far. I mean, I think with all these, you know, fey blessings that we would have curried more divine favor. Everyone the, stares the awkwardly at you. <laughs> the song is out of As you're the song is out of character. The song is out of character. I just say divine favor. Shard is looking at you like open mouth, like tooth grimace. Like why? Why are you this way? <laughs> are you doing anything else before you enter the big top? Hey, Elma. Yo. If uh, we make this out alive, you think you can get me Barden some? Speaking stone number. What? Really? You heard me. Um. Yeah, I guess I could steal it for you. Sure. Fuck it. <laughs> steal it. <laughs> uh, say. What? So. Don't be mad. But I might have gotten Barden's speaking stone number like during our initial adventure, just kind of preemptively. Oh my fuck, you did. That's right. Because I thought you would uh, need it later for un flirtatious reasons. Here's, here's his number. Safe <laughs> 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 um, turns a deep shade of purple. She wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I just give you this number, and, like, you, like I, I read it out to you from, like, my little, like, prescription notepad, and if you, like, peek over my shoulder, you can see, uh, it says, number, um, in parentheses, for a safe to booty call, question mark? Yep. Arlo! What? I, this is my private, don't look at my private notes. 
were, were you not wanting the number for that? I, I mean, could I also have the number? Why? No. No. <laughs> That's fine. That's not what I expected. Jasper, there is no scenario in which you would use this number responsibly. What if I wanted to hang out? Do you want to hang out? I mean, kind of. <laughs> if we get All out of right, this alive, um, you and I will hang out, Jasper. Cool. So, <laughs> yeah. listen, there are there are two things that I really want to happen here, and one is to save my best friend from the darkest void that is known to man, and the others to get home to see my, um... Booty call. Booty call. Shard does ask them. That she says, Do you want a death ward? Or would you prefer that I use that slot for something else? I was so hoping you forgot about that, damn it! Nope. Death ward, please! She she gives it to you like while she finishes like putting a braid in your hair. So she doesn't have to smack you on the head. Uh, maybe use that on someone else more, uh, not an asshole. I don't need the word, but can you smack my head? Jet, mmm, Jasper. <laughs> Honestly, if we're going for the least asshole, it may actually still be you. Is it? Is it, though? You don't know what I was like outside of the curse before you met me. Valid. Yeah, fuck it, I'll take the death ward. She smacks you in the head. <laughs> Ow, why? You don't have hair to braid. It's the only other way to do it. I feel, I, I, like, I don't know why, but I feel like you could just, like, touch my head regularly and achieve the same thing. She's kind of smirking at you, and she says, why would you think that? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys go in? Let's we're going it. in, and we're gonna go hard. Freezing. He knew. I know what I said. And now, a quick word from our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, and so I was just, yeah, I was talking about the, the thing, you know, mm-hmm. with the... Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, no, uh, True? Uh, True? Are uh, you okay? Oh God, no! Oh no, they got him. He turned into the Uh dice gremlin. It is I, the dice goblin. Gremlin. Goblin. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote the commercial. It's the fucking dice goblin. Oh no, not the dice goblin. Dice goblin, why are you here? I am here for I am the dark passenger within you all that you cannot sate. He's right. I feel the need to buy dice now, but wherever will I do that? Ah, you'll never be able to get enough high-quality dice at a low price to satiate me. There is no such place to get such things. That's not true. What? You can go to www.adventuredice.ca. And put in the code AGENTS at your time of purchase. You'll get 10% off. Wow, do they have, like, a wide variety of things to choose from? Like, regular dice, small dice, big dice, wooden dice, metal dice, sharp edge dice, and, uh... Even D6 and D10 sets. Wait, they have D6s and D10 sets? Shit! Exactly, and you can get almost every single set, with the exception of the Andrea's Adventurous Charity set. That's still over 300 dice to choose from! 
so many dice! Your dice goblin will surely be satisfied. Now, with all of these dice available, the dark passenger has been saved and I am vanquished now! Oh god, did you die? Hey guys, what's up? What did oh, I miss? Uh, uh, there uh, he is, he's all good. Hey, thanks AdventureDice.ca! Da, 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 I don't know what's da, da, going da. on, I left me get a sandwich. <laughs> As you guys enter the big top, you're not enveloped in a bright light as you were for the other ones. You simply walk in. However, it is pitch black, only being illuminated by the outside lights seeping in. As you all reach the edge of the light being cast inside, the curtain to the big top shuts, and you are all shrouded in complete darkness. And then, a spotlight shines down on all of you. And then another one. This one, much higher. Up towards the top of the big top. On a man, wearing a flamboyantly red jacket, a tall hat with a cane with a diamond-encrusted gem on the top. This man has a long, spiraling mustache and a smile that could rival even Sates. He looks down at all of you with his devilish grin and in an all-too-familiar voice to one of you says, Hello, everyone, and welcome... To the grand finale, I am the ringleader of this wonderful establishment. You may call me Inage. I am so glad that you have all made your way here. It's been truly so, so long since I've had anyone to share this moment with, let alone a returning guest. Have you all been enjoying yourselves? There's been no popcorn anywhere. What I don't you know. say your name was? Inij. Imaj? It's Jin backwards. He literally, it's his, it, it, his name is literally Jin backwards. Do you know that ah, there's no popcorn here? Do you have, like, a supply chain issue? Yeah, where is your popcorn? And your cotton candy. I am just not impressed. You've really let this place go. My god. For the record, I know you've all had cotton candy. I know that one's a bold-faced lie. Second of all... We've had cotton candy? Yeah, you guys have had cotton candy? We had cotton candy here. The popcorn is in the back. We're like we didn't have any cotton candy. (laughs) Listen, the fact that the friend, the the fact that the friend that you killed is like literally still with me, like in my head, talking to me currently, like, he too is like really disappointed. Like at least the last time we were here, it actually like looked like a circus. Saith, as you are saying that, you've largely not heard much of anything from Varus since the revelation about his death, and now you hear him say, Say, don't. And you feel a very different energy from Varus that you have ever felt from him, even back when he was alive. Um, Var? What's, um... You just 
feel this overwhelming sense of malice and hate. Varus, honey. Uh, hey. Um, you mind me? Ooh, Var, honey. You are rivaling Asmodeus here. Come on. What's going on? He's not saying anything. Indeed speaks up and says, You know, most people might consider hearing voices in your head a sign of insanity. Of course, I personally find it a source of inspiration. But enough about that. I believe last night I promised you a show unlike any other. And I, as a showman, am a man of my word. And he snaps his fingers. And from beneath you, say, a whirlwind forms, lifting high up into the air, next to him, dragging you along with it. It collects right next to him in this bubble of air, whirling around you as you are floating mere inches from him. And he says, Now, on with the show. And as he snaps his fingers once again, Arlo, Shard, and Jasper, you all begin to hear clattering about you. Sound of footsteps. Ten, twenty, fifty, hundreds. Constantly climbing up, but with no, nothing you can see. Until you see the crescent smiles of an army around you. Slowly lumbering forward, their pale flesh, only a few shades duller than the teeth they expose. All, each one of them more lifeless than the others. Inij smiles down at all of you and says, I look forward to adding you all to my smiling menagerie. Everyone, roll initiative. So how obvious is it that these are undead, Jordan? See, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, Arlo turns <laughs> to, like, Shard is like, uh, you want to you wanna take care of this? <laughs> it is fairly obvious. I got a 10. I got a 19. I got a 22. 13. 24, I'm sorry. I'm bad at math. Oh, damn, that still only puts you at first. It's not my fault I've got a plus 8 to initiative. It is, I mean, you made your stats. <laughs> it is exactly your fault. <laughs> so, Saith, technically speaking, you are up first. However, you are currently trapped inside of this bubble. You may try to do something if you would like, or you may try to uh, interact with Inijd, but your movement is effectively reduced to zero as you are restrained. All right. So I am going to uh, release my ravens. As you release the ravens, they... I assume you're trying to send them away from you, yes? I mean, they were gonna peck the bubble for me. 
as they reach the bubble, the wind literally rips them to shreds. Oh. Okay. And the ink sort of magically returns back to your arm. Is this what you were talking about? Are you going to show me the other side? Can you describe, like, what I'm in again? It's base. Okay, think, like, from Avatar The Last Airbender. It's, like, Aang's air scooter, but just, like, fully around you. Uh, You're sort of just floating. Like, the first couple times he goes in the Avatar state and he makes, like, that big orb of air. Yeah, like that as well, but you don't have, like, you're basically constrained to that area, and there is what, like, there's streaks of wind just blowing about it. You're floating in the center of it, so you're not actually touching it. Gotcha. Okay. If there's one thing your curse has, uh, actually done well for me, it's learning patience. Don't worry. It'll come. I'll just hold my action for now. Looking forward to seeing you struggle in vain. On initiative 20. A layer action. Inaged snaps his fingers and you all begin to feel an ever so familiar sensation of magic welling up within you. Char, Jasper, and Arlo, roll me a d100. 26. 93. 52. Okay, so, Arlo. You, you cannot see this, but you feel as though your vision has improved. For anyone else looking, they see that there is a third eye on his forehead. Oh my. And for the next minute, you have advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. Cool. Uh, Shard, you said you got a 93, yes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's good. The uh, You notice something else, which is that Arlo looks like he's gotten shorter. <laughs> and so and so is Jasper. Oh, no. Okay. And all the even more, other smiling- Even more giant woman? <laughs> and, yes, and all yes. the smiling faces around you, they all look shorter, uh, as you have increased a size category and are now large. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, so she goes from being seven feet tall to what, like, 14? I don't think it literally, do- probably closer to like 10 feet. 10 feet. This circus rules now. I take back everything I said. <laughs> Fuck popcorn. This like is seven awesome. foot five to ten foot five woman. Oh my god. Yay. <laughs> oh, okay. You got a good one. <laughs> oh, good. Are you saying growing a size category wasn't good? Because I see no negatives to this. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no real benefit to it. I mean, fair. Maybe the benefits are, you are know yet. held in by us. <laughs> fair. Your vision gets kind of blurry, like there's almost like a bluish tint to everything that you can't quite figure out why. But for everyone else, you notice that there is a spectral shield now floating in front of Jasper for the next minute. Uh, so you now get plus two to your AC and immunity to magic missile. Oh, that's nice. really good. Neat. Yeah, no, you got a very good one. So yeah, that that's the layer action. Okay, so it is now Shard's turn. Before we get into that, I would like to explain 
how y'all's half of this encounter is going to work. As per usual, this is going to be one of those horde encounter type deals where there is just many enemies around you. However, I'm modifying it slightly to try and make it a little bit more dynamic for you guys. So now they will attack on the last round of the initiative. And you guys, when they do, if you still have your reactions, may take a reaction to either take a defensive or an offensive stance. If you take a defensive stance, then the rolls against you guys will have a disadvantage and you will gain resistance to the damage. The damage will just be halved. But if you take an offensive stance, then attack rolls against you will have advantage, but you'll get to make an opportunity attack. Just so you guys have some idea on what it is that you are planning on doing in this, okay? Okie dokie. Artichokey. Okay, so, as I was saying, Shard, you're first. Great. Yeah, so, how undead do these undead look? Pretty. Cool. And how many are, like, within 30 feet of me? As many can fill a 30-foot area around you. I remember it's a 30-foot radius, so a 60-foot diameter. Yeah, so, within that, literally as many as you can cram in there. I don't feel like doing math. There's a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you know they also can't, um, any others can't come near us within that radius? So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Is it specifically any others that are affected by it, or? Uh, let's see. Turn creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you. It can't willingly move a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions. Um, it can only run away from you. And then also, because I'm high enough level, if it does fail, it just dies. Okay, but creatures that aren't within that range are unaffected. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So, yeah, I'm gonna... Of the ones I could get within that that sphere, how many others are left, though, is kind of what I'm trying to get at. It looks like if you do that, it'll take out a sizable chunk of them, but you don't necessarily see, like, an end, because the horde continues on into the darkness beyond what you can see. Mm, Okay. Yeah, okay. I think Shard will, like, look over at Arlo as he's like, you want to take care of this? She's like, <sighs> uh, mm, actually, actually, wait, 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 wait. What is Jasper's? Jasper's higher than CR2, right? Jasper would definitely be higher than CR2. <laughs> yeah, like, considerably. Okay. Jasper won't be affected by this. <laughs> That'd be insane. Jasper flexes he, in response. He would still be affected if he fails a wisdom saving throw against the turn undead. He just wouldn't be destroyed. That's what I meant. Oh god. Jasper, how high is your wisdom? Um, it's pretty high. Yeah, so Shard Char looks over at Arlo really quick. She's like, you know that Jasper will be affected too, right? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Elba looks at you and like, you know what? I'm starting to have second guesses about who's the bigger ass. <laughs> Plus five wisdom, and I I can I have advantage on saving throws, so I could roll twice. I think he'll be okay. He looks he looks sturdy enough of an undead that I think it'll be all right. And she will do the ter- uh, channel divinity turn undead. They must make a wisdom saving throw as she like kind of reaches out her hand, and this like bluish, greenish, like wintry looking magic erupts from her hand in that radius. They fail. 
Okay, they just die. Any of them die? Yeah, the entire 30-foot radius just turns to dust around you. Does a 19 pass? Thank fuck, yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Jasper, you feel a weird chill, but then you also feel hungry, so you just ignore it. Do I still have the knees that Wintera gave me? Do you? It's probably so rotten if you do. Oh, God. Uh, It's fine. (laughs) Is that where you draw the line for Jasper, is pecking at rotten knees? That's the... He still has standards. He's above that. That's where uh, Jasper's (laughs) above that shit. Oh, yeah. Like, fucking, oh, everything else. Free game, but no, not rotten knees. Feels impolite. I don't know. (laughs) And you said at the end of my turn, I can take a reaction to assume the defensive or offensive stance? You can do it either at the end of, like, the initiative round, or you can do it now if you want. Oh, wait. Or you can just take it, you can just take it as is, and they'll just roll standard, and then nothing changes. You don't have to do either one of them. I'll make up my mind later. Okay, cool. Jasper, you're up. So, the zombies are all gone. I'm gonna summon... Oh, no, 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 no. A lot of the zombies are gone. Not all of them? No, there's still more coming in past the 30-foot radius. Okay, so for the next block, I want to cast a uh, Wall of Light. Okay. Uh, wall emits bright uh, light 120 feet, blocks line of sight, but not creatures. Creatures in wall, when cast or end of turn, take a 4d8 radiant and are blinded for one minute. Blind can save at the end of turn to shake. Until spell ends, you can use action to launch beam. Range spell attacks, uh, 4d8 radiant, hit or miss, reduce length of wall by 10 feet. Okay, damn. Okay. So I'm going to cast it at the largest number possible. Just a 120 foot line cleaving through? Yeah, of the next wave. Alright, um, I guess I'll go ahead and roll a group con. That's, uh, 16. Does that pass? No. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll your damage. 20. And they're blinded for a minute. Yeah, you cast 20 points of damage on this entire group. And by entire group, I mean each individual one of them. Within this group, it, it is almost like some giant celestial being cleaved a sword of light through and they are also eviscerated. Honestly, I'm impressed, Jasper. I wasn't expecting anything like that out of you. <laughs> That's what my mom told me all the time. So. <laughs> Elva says, I know I'm going to regret this. Which half was the mom? I think we established in the winter one shot that the mom was the bird and the dad was the statue. Because no. I think the, sta- the statue was very cold and dismissive towards him. So bad. She just nods very slowly and very upset. Shard gives Elema a look like, why did you ask? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I am unhappy. Arlo, you're up. Oh, where's um where's image Im- 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 image didged at? Imaged is about three hundred feet up in the air. I pop my ink wings and start flying up. Okay. Is that going to be it for you? Yep. 
And on that note, it is going to be Elema's turn. She is going to... How many attacks does she get again? Just the one? Just the one. All right, cool. She's going to make her attack. That's a three. She does not get it. <laughs> yeah, she attempts to do her uh, archery stuff. But the problem is that she was aiming, like, at the wall of light before it happened. And then it happened. And she just wastes her shots. Like, okay. She didn't miss because she was thinking about statue on pigeon sex. Not out loud. <laughs> <laughs> she misses and like a shudder goes through her body. She's like, <laughs> there is a thousand yard stare that she is making that does not look like it is directed towards aiming. <laughs> oh, Alma. And with that, it is actually now the smiling menagerie's turn. So who is taking a reaction and for what, if at all? Um, okay, so for the reactions, you said that if we take an offensive stance, that we get to take opportunity attacks against any that attack us, or... Just against the horde in general. Against the horde in general. If we take defensive stance, any attacks against us by them is at disadvantage. Yes, and the damage is halved. Also, if you take an offensive stance, the attacks against you guys have... Advantage. Advantage. And I'll just, the way I'll be doing it now is effectively, like, I'll roll to hit for the group, and then... That's nothing different, that's nothing different from, like, just not doing anything. You can make an opportunity attack normally. With the mechanics on how I'm working this, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Okay. I Again, I'm reworking how the horde mechanic works, because normally it was just, like, they just do damage. So I'm trying to make it a little bit spicier. I guess I'll take... The defensive stance? Okay. Jasper, are you taking a stance, or are you just... I'm gonna copy whatever Shard does. Alright, so you're both taking a defensive stance, so this is gonna be rolled at disadvantage, and the damage will be halved. Alright, so, yeah, they roll a two, so you will only be taking half damage, which means you'll be taking a quarter damage. What kind of damage Jasper's is this? Down. Just regular bludgeoning. Can't handle that. Jasper's down. Wait, everyone. didn't Jasper have the house special? So isn't Jasper taking eighth damage? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. He's done for everyone. <laughs> we might have to rule on what a fraction of a damage counts as. <laughs> like nothing at that point. That is five damage for Shard and two damage for Jasper. I will never recover. Tell Lucian that I was fine with him. Jasper is bleeding. Um, you're not sure why. Jasper, it's just a paper cut. You're okay. Yeah, but maybe if you kissed <laughs> it, it would feel better. <laughs> there's one there's one zombie <laughs> that's just like holding a piece of paper and like walking menacingly towards Jasper with it. <laughs> it's like no, no. <laughs> I'm sure your oil will fill it up. It's okay. <laughs> The wounds, al- <laughs> the wounds already stopped bleeding. They filed me to be filed by Friday. It's already Monday. No, I don't understand taxes. Please stop. <laughs> Alright, uh, that's going to be back up to the top of the order. Safe, it is your turn once again. I'm going to try to blink. Alright, go ahead and roll it. Outside of D&D, the, sa- the sentence, I'm going to try to blink, is a very sad sentence. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> well, she rolled a 17. Uh, I believe with that, you do technically blink. 
Is that correct? Yes. Alright, you manage to blink, and as you do, the wind barrier is still around you. In the ethereal plane? Mm-hmm. Damn. And he is looking over at you, and just says, A cute attempt, but alas, futile. Damn. Alright, I guess he'll return to the ethereal pl- uh, to the to the real plane, then. The material plane, yes. Yes. Tell me, how is it being trapped, having to watch your friends face, likely, an infinite horde? You, um, you're not really watching the fight, are you? Because they're not really doing that bad. It's only just beginning. You have a lot of problems, don't you? Only with you mortals. What did I do to you? I was a 15-year-old kid! That's why you got off with just the curse. Just the curse? Are you kidding me right now? You absolute piece of shit! When I get out of here? Alright, and with that, it is lair action time once again. This time, Indeed snaps his finger once again. And you all feel something begin to take root in your mind. I need three of you who are not trapped in a wind bubble to roll me wisdom saves. I got a 23. That's like the highest I've ever rolled for Jasper. Amazing. That's wild. 27. Okay. 17. Wow. Just barely. You are all able to fully shake this off as you feel... This almost embrace as he attempted to charm you. Oh, wait, none of them can be. Only I'd have to roll for that. Wait, why can none of them be charmed? They passed the charm thing in the boat ride. Only I'm able to be charmed. I can't be charmed. Well, it's a good thing y'all passed anyway. It's a good thing y'all passed anyway. Whoop-a-doo. Alright, Shard, you're up. Shard just kind of like sees that the, uh, the zombies that are approaching are just, like, continuously going, and that there is not an end in sight for what they can see beyond what, like, their visible line of sight is. And she just kind of, like, looks up where the wind barrier is, and gets... You can see the genie up there, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's visible. She's like, I have a feeling he's controlling some of this in some way, since it is his circus. So, and she snaps her fingers, and uh, much to Jasper's dismay, throws up some popcorn she found on the floor and casts Insect Plague on him. Okay, read me Insect Plague. Swarming, biting locust fill a 20-foot radius sphere located on a point you choose within range, Mr. Genie. It spreads around corners. It remains for the duration. Its area is lightly obscured. It's difficult to rain. When it appears, each creature in it makes a con-saving throw. A creature takes 4d10 piercing damage, half as much on a successful one. It also must make the saving throw when it enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there. Alright. Wait, would that would that be in the radius of where Saith is too? Is he close enough to her? It wouldn't hit Saith. Okay. Yeah. The barrier is a keep in, keep out type deal. Perfect. So yeah. So so Saith's just kinda dealing with her own shit right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I used to make a con save. Yeah, about that. So you summon these insects. And as they swarm around him, 
you see that they almost seem to go right through him. You all clearly weren't paying attention to the last three you fought. No, paying attention, just curious if hitting you might make a difference. There is no difference you can make. That is the rule of a jinn's domain. Spinach is really starting to piss me off, guys. Can we go ahead and find a way to kill him? Would I be able to move in such a way with my bonus action dash that I can get a better idea of where this goes on to? What do you, like... Like, towards, I guess, like, towards the horde, because it seems like with the horde, like, I don't think moving towards them would give them an opportunity attack against me by running into them. No. Like, because I don't think that's how regular enemies work either. And I'm just kind of curious if I can get a better feel for what the fuck is around us past where we can't see. Yeah, I'll say that you are able to, with that, you run, like, through the horde, just kind of, like, beating at them as you get through, just bashing them off of you. And you dive into the darkness. And then you re-emerge on the opposite half. <sighs> okay, everyone, so it just kind of recycles around, so we at least know that there is a start and a beginning, and uh, he's not here just as the others want, so do with what that as you will. Jasper! Okay, um, this... I... I... I just want to make sure I'm right with Wall of Light. It seems like this uh, turn I could target someone and do damage against one person, and then at the end of people's turns, um, if they're still in the wall, then they would take damage. So basically, I could target one zombie this round and just leave the wall of light up, and if anyone's in the wall of light after they end their turn, they would take the damage then, basically. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay. So um, I'm just gonna move the wall of light so that it's kind of just like covering the party. Okay. As much as possible, I'll target the closest zombie near us to get as big of a wall as possible, if that makes sense. You target the one that was coming at you with the piece of paper? Yeah, like that guy. <laughs> and hopefully that creates that creates like a wall in front of us, essentially, is my hope. Uh, your W-2 form wasn't in your right TPS So, uh, if you want to roll a saving throw for the the admin, I guess. <laughs> I, I believe you said a 16 does not pass. No. Okay, well, second verse same as the first. It's 23 Amazing. damage. Yeah, like like last time, it just cleaves clean through that section of zombies, and they just know. Okay. That's it for me. Alright, Arlo, you're up. I wish to use my mystical third eye to attempt to perceive where the djinn might be. Okay, roll perception with advantage. That is a 12. Fuck, it's dark. <laughs> the end. Alright, so, for those of you who are still on the ground, there are still a, some of them that are getting through, because as far as I can tell, the wall is, like... Does it say you can bend it or anything like that? It doesn't specify. Alright, well, it still it still took out a good number of them, so it is definitely still reducing the damage. 
So, what are you guys doing as far as stances? I'll take defensive again. Alright. I'll do defensive too. Okay. See if they can actually do good rolls this time. They don't! They still roll dog shit! So once again, Shard will be taking quarter damage, Jasper will be taking eight damage. Uh, six and three. So I did a little better that time. Jasper's sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> Jasper's gonna be making death saving throws, but not because I told him to. <laughs> okay, he got he got a, a fifteen on his death saving throw. <sighs> As I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, say it is back up to you again. I'm honestly kind of um surprised that. You wanted it, like, this way. I mean, I'm assuming it's because you want me all to yourself later, but you definitely kind of locked up the wrong person. Like, I'm not the strongest fighter in the group here. I don't think you seem to fully understand the situation. Look down there. Your friends are fighting a fight that they cannot win. Sure, they can cleave through them, but... I'll wear them down in time. Meanwhile, you're up here helpless. They can't stop me. They can't escape. This is a war of attrition that I've already won. None of your efforts have done anything. After all, how could they? You're in my domain. And unlike the ones... Of those who serve me. Mine doesn't have a weakness. There's no goal to get to. There's no trophy you're trying to get. They're just going to die. As you watch. Helpless. From up here. Just as you did so long ago. Boy, I can't wait to draw your face in my notebook. That's gonna be fun, right, Var? Varus is not saying a word. However, from really far away, you hear Arlo say, like, completely apropos of nothing, not hearing, like, the fullness of this conversation, just, like, seeing, like, that he's talking to you just goes, like, Man, I can't wait for Slade to get out of that bubble and absolutely fuck your shit backwards. He fully ignores you. I'm gonna change your name from Inich to, uh, to Jin. Save as Varus remains silent, you do finally hear him speak up and say, Save, I... I really don't know what to do on this one. And despite... Your tauntings, it does kind of dawn on you as he's been saying all this. It is actually a fairly hopeless situation. Nothing seems to be able to leave this place, and as he said, there's no objective to clear the domain this time. They're doing good for now, but it won't last forever. 
And as this sort of sets in on you, Inij grins a malevolent grin and says, I might, however, be willing to make a compromise, depending, of course, on how much you value your friends. What do you want, Inage? You. Your life for theirs. Not you dying, but your servitude. You work for me for the rest of your miserable life, and they go free. It's that, or you sit here as they die fighting an unwinnable battle. Saith, what is going through your mind right now as he says this? Tired of all these fucking controlling-ass men in my life. Like, damn. (laughs) Preach it, girl. (laughs) So it's kind of funny, honestly. Like, you put in all of this effort just so that you could have some sort of hold over me? This is, this is the, this is what you came up with. You came here with the desire for revenge, yes? I can think of no more bitter ending for you than being forced to live your life in service to the person you hate most. You think that you're the person I hate most? You, you really, you think that you're important enough to me that you're the person that I hate most? You Jin are really fucking full of yourselves. Listen, I can do your job way better than you think that you can. You have so many deaths under your belt. Woo-hoo, look at me. I feel like I'm someone important now. You're nobody till somebody wants you dead. That's just the point of the world. You're nobody, Inage. You have all these amazing, creative, beautiful powers, but you're just greedy when it comes to it. You can't even fight me hand to hand. You are literally such a fucking pussy that you put me in a ball of air. You're gonna kill my friends down there and you're just gonna give me one choice. You're not even going to give me the courtesy of actually fighting me. That's because you know that I will fucking kill you. It's because you're a fucking pussy. Then you've chosen to watch your friends die? Or did you think your words would mean anything to me? I've seen what you mortals are capable of. You say I'm greedy? Imagine, if you will, centuries, millennia of servitude to people 
truly corrupted by greed, seeing a world burning around them, people dying all the time. And they have the power of a wish at their disposal. And they squander it on fame, wealth, sorts of trivial garbage. Seeing that for so long, I realized mortals have such fleeting lives and they really, truly don't deserve them. This is a beautiful world plagued with these worms. And as it turns out, when you spend too much time surrounded by filth, you find yourself a little dirty too. You think this is a job? No, no, no. You misunderstand. I don't do this out of some self-righteous cause. I don't do it because I think the world is better off or that I have some purpose. I'm free to do as I please and what I please is to take those same greedy worms and watch them squirm. As Image continues going on and on about this. Say, you hear once again that Varus pipes up and I'm going to text you what it is that he says to you. Alright. And then he follows it up with just trust me on this one, okay? How can I not? You know I got your back. Fair enough, okay. And it smiles and then says, So we have a deal? And he extends out his hand. There is a slight, slight opening in the uh, wind tunnel, or wind sphere. Do you reach out and shake his hand? Yeah. As you reach your hand out, you hear Varus whisper, Fair warning. This, uh, this next part's gonna feel a little bit weird. And as you take his hand, Inij begins to laugh maniacally. <laughs> and then you sink your nails into his hand. But to say that you sunk your nails in may not be the most accurate. It's more like your claws. He wrenches his hand back from you, and the wind bubble around you immediately dissipates. You, yourself, are shrouded in this sickly greenish aura. As your body begins to grow stronger, your muscles begin to get just a little bit bigger. Your 
hands, as I said, turn to claws. Around the back of your neck, this large tuft of almost fur extends like a small cape. And your teeth, already sharp, grow sharper still. And Varus says, There's few people I can think of more proficient in curses than you. So I'm sure you'll be able to handle mine. Uh, hey, so uh, we probably should have talked about this because, um, if I'm sharing your curse, wouldn't that mean, uh... Hail to the Rat King. And your eyes dilate, and as Inijd looks at you with this fervent hatred in his eyes, like, you little rat, you think you can... And then, immediately, his hand goes to his mouth as this black sludge comes pouring out. A haze seems to drop around all of you. And if I may make a, um, if I may ask all of you if I can momentarily take control of y'all to do something really cool, if I promise you get to roll big numbies. Okay. Can you make Jasper flex while you take control of him? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really fun. Yeah, sure. I'm fine, but I also do want to point out if he is corporeal now, he is in the insect plague, so he also would have to deal with that. Well, well, don't you worry about that. Okay, I'm fine. But I just want to point that out, just so as a technicality. <laughs> okay. So as that happens, Elema actually runs over to you, Shard, and says, Throw me! You've got it! And you chuck her up into the air towards Arlo. She puts her feet on the bottom of yours and kicks off, giving you enough of a boost to fly up towards the now weakened and vulnerable Inigd. And once you get up there, Arlo, you unleash hell on him. One swing of the hammer, two swing of the hammer, three swing of the hammer. Nunchuck, not enough. A surge. Two more hits. And as you get ready to bring a third strike down, Shard, you begin to channel an amazing lightning. Clouds form overhead as you bring down a call lightning spell at your highest level that connects with Arlo's hammer just at the point of impact, creating a loud, thunderous boom. As Inij is sent hurtling into the ground, but before he can reach it, Jasper, you do your most wonderfully oily flex. You lock eyes for a brief instant as you use synaptic static to breach into his mind, causing him anguish as he wretches on the ground from that impact, picks himself up, tries to gather himself, but just can't. Saith, you show up behind him and stab into him with your rapier, the tip of which connects with the gem on his staff that cracks. And the world around you all cracks. And then, as the gem shatters, so too, not just the big top, but the entire circus is destroyed around all of you. 
Now, as promised, you guys get big numbies. I would like each of you guys to roll the damage for Arlo, every melee attack you can possibly do in a full action surge. Shard, a max level call lightning. Jasper, your synaptic static. And Saith, a sneak attack with bright blight as crit damage. Can I add my channel divinity that I didn't use that would allow me to max damage my lightning? Oh, hell yeah. I said big numbies. Give me big numbies. For me, that's 140. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You alone already almost crossed the threshold I had. Dear God. 234 damage. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (gasps) Okay, that's 73 for Jasper. Uh, and 89 for C. Okay, so with that massive fucking onslaught, you guys managed to deal a collective total of 536 points of damage to him. I guess wear that badge with honor. Fuck. I didn't think it was gonna be that high. So, as the circus around you all shatters, say, you pull your rapier out from him and he collapses to the ground before you just barely breathing just heaving as black tar drips out of his mouth it looks like he's starting to fade almost okay so she's going to stand over him with her her rapier drawn and She's going to look down at him and say, um, Now I want a wish. And you're gonna grant it. He looks up at you, and he looks like a shell of what he was. Like, his eyes almost look glazed over. Like, he looks almost unresponsive, but he does just, like, Ever so slightly, just like the faintest nod. I wish to undo the damage of the Nightwalker that took Winterra. I wish to bring her back unharmed and as she was before our fight. He raises up his hand and forms his fingers to snap. And then, almost simultaneously... As he snaps, he turns to smoke and fades off into the wind. You look around, trying to get some glimpse on what happened. And you don't see Winterra. But more than that, you also don't see Shard. How long has it been since I've been able to say this? Wintera. Oh shit! Oh shit! (laughs) You start to come to. You find yourself in this open courtyard area. It looks kind of familiar. Oh yeah, this is never winter. You were coming here for 
or something. It was the... That's right, it was... There was a circus. You were... You were helping Saith with that. You were getting ready to enter. It was... Other people talking, and then... And then... A brief flash... Of this shadowy figure... With glowing white eyes... Appears in your mind... For just an instant... And then you realize... You... You died. It feels like you were just asleep. But... You don't remember anything. No dreams, nothing. As you look around and gather your surroundings more, everything looks a little different. There's an almost... Like a translucent haze almost around everything. You look down at your own hands and you see that haze there as well. And you realize you're still dead. Then, you feel something. A pull. You look up and you see this figure standing before you. It looks like a deer. With shining emerald green fur and tree-like antlers. It has flowers wreathed around its great neck. And... An almost spring-like radiance from it. And a name comes to your mind. Mylicky. And you realize he's come to guide you to the next life. You feel this aura of peace and warmth emanating from him and you begin to walk towards it. But then, you feel something else. A breeze blow past your neck and through your hair. A quick puff of cold air. And as you turn in the direction of that breeze, you see another figure. This one looks more humanoid. Standing roughly ten feet tall with an icy aura surrounding them. You'll have a choice to make, my shepherd. Can't really make out any features of them. It's almost more of a silhouette. Please, don't use that name. It isn't what I feel right to use. And, and yet, yet you are still, still our shepherd. shepherd. Just call me Wintera. That's who I am. And then the figure holds out their hand. And you see this ball of light. Just like the one that gave you your shepherd powers the day you were born. The fae called it a gift. And the one that this figure holds feels familiar to that, but somehow different. Who you are is a person with a decision for you. 
that, that which melts eventually freezes. But no new winter. winter. No. no. We of the Feywilds will support you no matter your choice. And, and it is one only you can make. Winter. And as you look at this figure, still feeling Miliki's draw towards you, you also feel a pull in this direction. But this one does not feel warm or peaceful. You know that this one is drawing you back towards the destiny the Fey Lords and Ladies offer to you. That this will bring you back into a world torn apart by darkness. That you would not know peace. But you also know that that's where your friends are. Cutting back over to Safe and Arlo. And Jasper. <laughs> and Jasper. Safe and Arlo. Oh, yeah, and this fuck. And, and Jasper. Jasper. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and, and the oily fuck. Oh, and the other one. So imagine a pigeon like, ah, yes, all of my beautiful sons. And also Jasper. <laughs> and also I have Jasper. Elema's there too, I guess. I guess. You all... I assume would have started making your way back towards what was originally the entrance of the circus area, just now the entrance of the docks. Yes. Oh no, we're, we're in a full dead sprint. Fair. And as you get there, you hear, It appears you have all succeeded! Congratulations! It was very hard and I need to be held. How about a gold star? And Greta holds out like three gold stars. I'll take what I get. I'm going to take the gold stars. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them? All three of them for Jasper. <laughs> no, no. Just one for you. The others get them too. Why are you running? Arl does not stop to acknowledge Greta. He, uh, uh, he acknowledges her lightly and goes, Hi, Greta. Bye, Greta. Do you not want your gold star? No. And as you guys make your way past, Saith, you actually stop for a moment. Because you see something. Off in the distance. You see a figure walking towards you. They appear human, or humanoid rather. It's too far away to make out any clear features of them. But you do still see them walking towards you. Okay. Christina, who do they see? In the distance, you guys see this figure of about a tall person. But they also look kind of furry. And as they're walking towards you, you see in their hand Fucker. the image of a drink with a dinosaur on it. And they take a drink from it. Go fuck yourself. I've been holding on to this energy drink with a dinosaur on it just for this moment. Yay! <laughs> In case we Yay! edited this whole part down, those of you listening at home, Christina bought a while ago an energy drink with a raptor on it called Raptor, um, and has been saving it in the fridge for a godly long time, uh, and then um, you know, had me run and bring it to her for 
a visual gag in our audio medium podcast. Yes, for the moment that when Tara Dark Knight has chosen to come back to this awful, cursed universe. God, yes. Save! Oh, boy! Oh, boy! Oh, boy! When Tara... Katie's okay, but Safe is not. <laughs> she tackles both of you, like, full bear-shifted tackle. Um, if Jasper is close enough, Jasper might also get in on the tackle. Yay. <laughs> we'll hug back. <laughs> Why is this tackle oily? <laughs> like, we're all hugging Jasper's, like, rubbing small circles in her back. <laughs> <laughs> you guys kind of slip out of his grip. <laughs> like, the... No, Jasper slips out of the hug, like, downward. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when Tara's holding both of us in her arms, and then, like, slowly just, like, like, falls down. (laughs) It's Jasper. There is still a star on Tara's forehead, though, from when she got the gold star. Yeah, fully. I love it. Oh, my God, we didn't take that off her body? (laughs) (laughs) You guys, the only item, she's like, what what happened? I I I I wasn't here. That's okay. You're here now, and and that is all that. Oh fuck! And that is all that matters. Now shut up and let me hold you on this corporeal plane. <laughs> and as this is going on, Jasper, you on the floor. Feel your speaking stone go off. Oh, uh, sorry. One second, guys. I'm gonna pick up the phone and be like, "Yo, what up? Yo, what?" <laughs> Hello, Jasper. Uh, hey, mom. Dad, but close enough. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Have you finished your mission? There wasn't popcorn at the circus. Ah, uh, that's a tragedy. Anyway, would you please come home now? I do miss you so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just remember, hit 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 the stone that's in your other pocket and it'll instantly bring you back to me, okay? You don't need popcorn? You're good if I don't bring it? Do you I, want I, McDonald's? I have pop- No, God. Wait, what's wrong with McDonald's? <laughs> and they have cinnamon fries? Lord, no. Oh, yeah. Jasper, do you hit the thing? Uh, Jasper's gonna turn around to the group. He's gonna look them all over, and he's gonna say, Till next time, cool kids. <laughs> oh, for the love of- Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. And disappear. And as Jasper teleports away, that is where we shall pause our tale for now. Hello, everyone. This is your sometimes benevolent, often malevolent Dungeon Master, Jordan Hoshiroman, thanking you for listening to the end of this episode. I encourage you to keep listening through Passy's little announcements so you can hear some of the bloopers that didn't quite get to make it into this week's episode. If you want to find out more about this episode, then head on over to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash agentsofdand, where you can get access to a ton of cool extra content, like our after-show peek behind the screen, our monthly Tales of series that dives into some of the less main characters, as well as shoutouts like S.C. Lark and Hitoshura have earned themselves, both of whom have also earned access to our monthly one-shot raffle, where you guys can 
be entered into a raffle to be part of a one-shot with the agent's crew. Again, have any of us DM. It's a, they've been a lot of fun so far, so if you want to find out about that, then join our Patreon. You can also find us on our website at agentsofdan.com, where you can find full transcriptions, uh, cast bios, and a link to our merch store, which you can also find at tpublic.com slash user slash AOD. We are also on social media. Facebook is AOD. Instagram and TikTok are Agents of Damned. And Twitter is Agents of D. Uh, I am at Pokechap, Christina is at Greekachu, Katie's at Missy Mystery, M-Y-S-S-Y Mystery, and Drew is Liger Cero, Liger C-E-R in the number zero, all on Twitter. You can also join our Discord, which is a lively, bubbling little place. You can find a link to that in our show notes. If you want to get a little bit more of us, then head on over to twitch.tv slash AODcast every Saturday at noon where you can find us playing some manner of crazy game. Our current ongoing things are Christina and I are doing a Pokemon Silver Nuzlocke, where I am the one uh, at the controller, but she is the one telling me what to do. It has been a hilarious run so far, and I look forward to seeing where else it goes. But when we don't do that, I'm playing Hollow Knight right now, which has also been a lot of fun. I didn't realize how much I love that game. Anyway, don't forget to leave us a review, share the show with a friend, enemy, or random passerby. All that helps us to grow immensely, which lets us make the show better for you. Until next time, bye. some oaf? Do you see anything that you like? Hmm. I mean, I guess there's some good stuff here, but I don't know. It's all too prissy for my taste. Yeah, I think it's more like for the everyman and uh, doesn't sacrifice on comfort in any way. I'm going to ignore how hurtful that comment was. Let's see. Something that is intended for any one person but also is comfortable. We're going to do something I normally wouldn't do and recommend a competitor. Have you thought about Black Feather Apparel? Who that? Black Feather Apparel is an online retailer that sells a wide variety of graphic tees. Hmm, I do like me a graphic tee. Not only that, but they also have several hoodies that are equally as gorgeous as they are comfortable. Alright, well, what about like my lower half? I'm glad that my upper half will be nice and comfy, but I don't want my butter to get all chilly. Goodness, you're so boorish. Fortunately, they also carry several different sweatpants and leggings, each as comfortable as the last. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'll go with that. Sounds like a much better fit than your crap. Where can I find them? My goodness, I hate you so much. You can find them at blackfeatherapparel.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Remember, you big stupid oaf, it's blackfeatherapparel.com. 
<laughs> okay, safety, you have something you would like to do before calling it a night. To sink into Catatonia? <laughs> Alrighty then. I don't know if we can go all the way to Catatonia. That place is pretty far away. Shut the okay. fuck up. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm ready to just take a nap. Uh, oh, I was thinking more. Welcome to the Hotel Catatonia. Add different flavor. Take your pick. Yeah, fair enough. I I used my third eye. I did something. I'm done. Fair. I wish you wouldn't get on my desk. Come on. Yeah, I hate when Drew gets on my desk, too. It's weird. Sorry. <laughs> I like the way it feels. It's good for my lumbar. <laughs> weird. It's very ergonomic, but not in the way they meant for it to be. Yeah. Let's go hard. And soft. And medium. Stop. Let's go hard, <laughs> and then soft, and then apologize, and then take a minute, and then hard again. <laughs> But it's okay, because we all have issues sometimes, and we understand that, and it's part of a loving relationship. So you guys go inside. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're inside, and we're hard. Shut Let's up. go. We're inside, we're going hard. Shut the fuck up. They say slow down a little bit, you're hitting no, stop, too far. No, stop, stop, stop. Stop it. <laughs> we're going to start taking damage. I, I need... I, I need to narrate what actually happened. There's a windmill in there somewhere. Take it down about 30%, you're doing bludgeoning damage. I can add more hit dice. Like, I can add more damage okay. dice at any time. No, no. Let's go. Thank you. I wish to bring Winterra Dark Knight back to life. Oh shit! How do I? How did I word this? I had it written down. Say shuffling through note cards. It's like, please be careful because I don't want a revenant. Thank you. Nope. <laughs> Ooh, that's an idea. I mean, that would be cool as shit, though. And you'd be a bear revenant. You'd be like the the movie, like all in one. A bevenant. A bevenant. Well, now it sounds like you're a revenant like, whose name is Beverly. The problem oh, is her God. soul is gone. We still need that back. <laughs> okay. Um. Please tell me you guys didn't get Faye Donald's. That food doesn't even mold if you leave it out. It's not real food. Speaking of mold, those knees what? that you Wait, gave Tara, me. We would never go to Faye, Don Faye Donald's like you never allow us to. We did go to Big Betty's, though. Oh, um, okay. So, I'm glad you're here, but, uh, you. Go, go tell Milo you're alive, please. Oh, before I forget, uh, here, uh, I was keeping this safe for you, and I give, I give her back her Pendleton ring. Oh, you're the one that had Pendleton. Did he, did he talk to you at all? I mean, for a little bit, but then I put him in my pocket. You didn't wear him? But Tara, the ring is vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I kind of forgot about him. I probably could have used him, like, during this whole encounter, but, eh. You know. Did you not want his help in fights? He's, like, really good at fighting, and she, like, is probably using her arms too much to, like, really, like, slip the ring on, but she will in a second. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> Saith is probably, like, squeeze-hugging her. Uh, in character, Arlo is this way because he deflects, uh, you know, uncomfortable feelings with humor. Out of character, it's because I've had two beers.